0: There are 7.5 billion people on planet Earth, and scientists say you can only make friends with 400 of them. Jacob already has 400 friends, so now he can only talk to strangers. This is
1: a podcast with strangers.
0: It's good to be back. It's good to be back.
1: Good to be back.
0: Good to be back. And welcome back to you, listener, whoever you are, to another episode of a podcast with strangers. And this week... We're three episodes in, you know, we're three episodes in uh, with our little mini run, but our feature length mini run, if that makes sense. Uh, and this week we have got Binging with Babin. Binging with, with well it's not Babish, it's Babin. Um, and he's going to tell us all about video
2: games. Chris, you heard of this video games? I, I, I've heard some people talk about them. Yeah. I think they're like a new thing coming out. Hmm. video games.
1: But it's not just Chris here, it's also Dallas. Dallas, how are you? Hey guys, I've heard of video games too. Mm. Your thoughts? Uh, they're like videos, you know, like mm. movies.
2: But. I'd say if
1: if you're gonna be sitting
2: in front of a TV, watch a
1: video. I mean, if you gotta be wanting
2: to be interactive, go outside.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. They. Like. I. I like. I. I prescribe to that too. I yeah. like to keep my things separate. I've been outside. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's why you got your new uh, sleeping bag. Shut up. Just shut up. Just
2: be quiet. Just stop it. Stop it. You're hurting my yes, feelings. Sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah.
0: I didn't invite you on this podcast for you to hurt my feelings. Okay. You invited the wrong person. All right. I like, I like, I like wearing my, listen, for those of you didn't tune into the previous episodes, and I don't know why you didn't, because they were fucking amazing. I, I wear around the house, a wearable sleeping bag. Okay. It's got, it's got space for my limbs. Okay. And not just around the house too, right?
1: No, well, too, You right? go to the post office with it and to the pub. I would never.
0: I would never. I would never. Mm. You might get free drinks at the pub. I might. I might also get thrown out. It's a bit
1: of a risk. It's you know, a bit of a gamble. Do like like snuggie pub crawls? Do a sleeping bag pub crawl, and then once you get so drunk you pass out, you can just in your sleeping bag fall asleep in some alleyway. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's not a bad idea.
0: Anyway, and uh, yeah, Chris can't get over it. Chris is actually actually Jim, you know I think Chris is just jealous. I think Chris just
2: wants one. And they keep making jokes about it. It'd be crazy if you sent me one. That'd be crazy. That would be yeah. mad.
1: Like, n- nuts.
2: Yeah. Wild. <laughs> Wild. Too bad. It's, oh, well. It's
1: the only way to change his mind.
2: Jake. Yeah, it's, honestly, no. the only way to change my mind is to send me one. I don't care. Which would be crazy. Didn't ask.
1: Okay. I'll send you one, Chris. Don't worry. Thank oh, you do
0: Oh, right. So, 2v1. Uh,
1: okay. Editors Very good. host. That's fine. Yeah. Very yeah. good.
0: Very good. Okay, well, I hope you enjoyed that, dear listener, because... You are now about to be listening to the silky, sultry tones of Babin talking about shovel wear. Take it away, past me from a year ago and Dallas from a year ago.
1: Dallas and Jake 1.0.
0: Mm. Hello and welcome back to a podcast with strangers. And today's guest is somebody called Babin. It's from Montreal, which is in Canada, I believe. It's Canada, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. And Babin is here to talk to us me you everybody the audience about video games so babin i wanted to talk to you about video games because i was playing um quite recently jurassic park no jurassic world evolution and uh me and you were in a mutual server a mutual discord server and you said to me that you worked on a a previous jurassic park jurassic world game so do you want to tell us a little bit about your experiences with that game
3: yeah, absolutely. So uh, a few years back, I used to work for a video game company in Montreal called Ludia. And Ludia just had the rights for the Jurassic Park franchise back in the day. And, and they had released the Jurassic Park game, the first one on, um, I think it was on iOS and hundred. And then right after that, when uh, they announced the new movie, uh, Jurassic World, and they started developing uh, uh, this brand new game. So uh, I jumped on a project midway through, I would say, well, 2000 cool. no, two thousand thirteen, maybe.
0: Yeah, I was going to say because Jurassic World came out, I think, two thousand fifteen. So they they were really uh, moving the wheels before the movie came out. That's interesting.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was end of two thousand thirteen got started in the project because all those franchises are negotiated in the background by companies. So every time mm. you get a big, you know, movie franchise coming up, I mean, let's say they're they're, they're booting a new Ghostbuster movie, they're going to try to find companies to make toys, to make you know video game adaptations, and, and, and that's where we, we, we came in back then. Mm. So I would say that I must have jumped in maybe early 2014 from what I remember in the project, because I was switching project a lot back then. So uh, it's, it's kind of very funny. Uh, we, we got started with this because we had a deal with a toy company, and, and you could scan the toys to get in-game dinosaurs. So so oh. that, that was the whole premise of the game, and it's really... Uh, wow. Weird yeah that was kind of cool so we had a bunch of those cases of toys in the office and at some point we just figured out we could just ask them to print us the codes and then we could use them oh (laughs) right yeah
0: yeah (laughs) having the yeah okay but they didn't send you the toys themselves
3: oh they did they did oh okay cool cool cool. and and goodies so so the uh, the collaboration with their with their studio was really really neat we we used to have like uh, we got baseball caps uh oh sick like Jurassic world stuff yeah and, and we got the <laughs> one of the funniest things we got was the uh jurassic world monopoly game so nice I, I, I still have it like in, in the shrink wrap in in my uh my office <laughs>
0: oh cool very cool so um you i remember we were talking about the game and you said that the game um now i, I hope I'm, cl- I'm i hope i'm okay asking this question but the game was a uh, designed or at least intended to get people to be playing in a certain way that some may find controversial.
3: Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the whole loot box things. So sure. So, well, is it okay if I give you guys a bit of a story of like because Abs- I live
0: a- absolutely. Take okay. all the time you want.
3: So here's the thing. I'm 35 this year, and I think I'm one of the last kind of generation of video game developers that work in, in a world before microtransaction were a big thing they were a thing but not as big as you know they were sure yeah started working in the video video game industry i would say back circa 2000 may 2008 would be when i started out Yeah, 2008. That, that's where I started working video games. And, and you know, back then we still had PS2 games. I, yeah. I, I distinctly remember working for a studio... Well, I was working for a third-party testing company. So, you know, when you test video games, big A video games, you need a lot, a crap lot of people to test those games and make sure no, nothing breaks. I was working on Mercenaries twos. I think, if you guys... Oh! That one.
0: Yeah, I played Mercenaries 1 way, way, way back. That's a blast from the past.
3: It it, it this was very archaic the way they used to develop games back then. I, I do remember right. distinctly having like a word document for the design of the feel of the game. Out uh, there, there was this metal band back then called Manowar, and, uh-huh. and they was like, and they would put posters of Manowar and be like, this this just should be how you feel when you play this game. <laughs> like oily muscular man, like you know, like slightly <laughs> a more. Okay. okay okay so yeah i don't know who designed that game but like yeah, the design document was weird anyhow so <laughs> it, it was like really the end of an area you know that you, you right. were developing ps2 games and like 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 ps3 was like starting to to pick up pace um and then i stopped working for big studios because uh mainly because i was a subcontractor for a lot of them and i really wanted to do the switch to to work for main studio I lived to that transition period, you know, like, like uh, I, I distinctly remember testing games on the Nintendo DS and then uh, all of a sudden iPhone's there. Okay. So every game's on iPhone, every game's on iPad. Uh, we are developing mobile games. So we used to develop Wii games. So I, uh, 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 we had a lot of license at Ludia that was based around all the few mental proprieties. So sure. for instance, uh, The Price is Right, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? If you ever see like, uh, like, like let's plays of those like cr- crappy Wii games.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wasn't gonna say you were working on shit games, but you were kind of working on games that were. Um, I think the term is shovelware because they just they just churn it out of the
3: studios. Oh yeah, I, I could talk for days about how we made these like and, and the thing is is that you, you guys need to realize we were a very small studio for what we were tackling you know like like sure we, we had a team of like like a good Wii game like uh, go see the credits of like any big titles on the Wii and, and you're gonna yeah. see hundreds of names our games I mean we, we had like maybe for real 10 people max wow and that wasn't the peak development of the game, and, and I do remember sometimes like staying up at like two AM testing build after build until we got the the, the last one that we could ship a Nintendo. So when
0: you when you when you make a game like he wants to be a millionaire, and obviously you're not not, not trying to step on NBC Universal's toes when we say things like that. But when when you oh, Jesus Christ, if we get sued by NBC Universal here, <laughs> <Yeah>. holy shit! <laughs> but what I am trying to say is like when you make a game like that and. And everybody with the brain and and a working eye or eyes, trying to be inclusive there, will see that the game is bad. Did the shareholders or the people who sent you to make this game care, or is it just the bottom line is we want to do this for the least amount of money to hit the maximum amount of shelves, and even a little bit of profit is enough profit for us? I just don't. Or, or, or do they release a game to hold on to the rights? so nobody else would make a game about it. Is that the reason why no, they make a okay. game about
3: it? The way, the way it works, and, and I'm going to go the big lines here, so, so you know... Sure, sure, on, sure. But the way it works is that we, as young people that plays video games, especially uh, when it used to be the time of the Wii, the, the Wii democratized the whole video game thing. So, so don't think youngsters buying these. Think grandma buying these for their grandkids. Think... You know, uh, Walmart bargain bin. Think uh, you guys don't have that in the states, but Canadian yeah, Tire but- bargain bin. You know. Oh right, and right, right. You, you know, you, you know, you got oil for your car. You got tires. You got like old Wii video games, and then yeah. and then you get some magazines. You know. So, <laughs> so yeah, that, that 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 was kind of the and, and the business model was that the way the way the licensing works is that by being able to create those games for for those franchises, sure. we were getting points from from Fremantle Media back then, and and that's kind of why and how they, they, they bought Ludia. So right, so the company, the big company that's owning a bunch of sub companies that owns the Prices Right and all those game shows. They needed a factory to build those games and and Montreal is a really cheap place where you want to develop video games. I mean um, Back then it was cheap now. It's getting a bit more expensive. There's a, there's okay. a lot of competition.
0: Yeah. Edos is there
3: Yeah, because there's a huge uh, Ubisoft is there um, right. it, Back then it was Ados and then the game like Square Enix bought them and then we oh, have a bunch know. of smaller studios and, and the thing is that y- y- most people see a video games and they say, oh, there's Ubisoft right on, 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 on the front, pe- on the front logo of the game, uh, uh-huh. of the game box. But the thing is, is that it's probably not Ubisoft. Like if you go see the, the, the box art for the prices, right, uh, Decades, which is one of the last one I did for the Wii, um, I worked on the Wii with the team there. Um, what can I say? It, 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 you're gonna see the Ubisoft logo, but Ubisoft is just a publisher. They're just a company like printing the disc, uh, putting the instruction booklet if there's one. Oh, remember.
0: I miss those, man. Just to get back into retro gaming, I miss when games would have a booklet in them. I miss that. I miss. I miss physical discs because I, I, I grew up in PS One era. So I, I,
3: I fully understand. Like, if, yeah. if you ever, you know, have any of those. Uh, what was, Working Design, the company Working Design. They used to make Lunar, or uh, what, what A bunch of great games like that. And the uh, Sega uh-huh. CD, darn thing too. Anyhow, uh, yeah, no, I mean <laughs> these two. <laughs> I, I, I always find it very novel when I buy like a, a old game or even a newer game like a, a deluxe edition and and, and it's like an <laughs> instruction block. booklet. Yeah. Anyhow, Absolutely. so. You know, all this equipment to make games, it's expensive, like, and the discs, you have to print them on, like, like, you know, and and we're not talking about, like, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of copies. So, the way it works is that usually a small studio like Ludia would get a franchise and then get investors and then get, like, a publisher together in the same room and be like, you know, this guy's ready to give me money to make a game, this guy's ready to give me the uh, you know the 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 ip so i can make the the prices right game or the jurassic world game and then this guy is going to publish us and that was when you know games were physical when you still needed to to print things and and around in 2000 i would say 12 lydia when full fledged um, ios and android Okay, so so like you know, we we fully dropped developing games from uh, the Nintendo. Uh, uh, we uh, we we skipped the Switch. We didn't even touch any uh, any other uh, console. Uh, sorry, I think the Wii U was oh. announced. Was announced <laughs> when we stopped, and and, and there, were, there were talks. at One of the licenses we had, we had the Where's Waldo license, and we really wanted to make a Where's Waldo game Whoa! on the Wii U, and that never Dallas. got off.
0: <laughs> That's the loudest I've heard Dallas be in in in, in our entire history of interviews. <laughs> Dallas just got out of his chair at the mere mention of Where's Waldo.
3: Yeah, we add that game too. The the Where's Waldo game that are not available anymore in the App Store. Uh, The first ones were us. Now I think Capcom has the right.
0: There's a Where's, I mean, sorry, we call him Where's Wally in the UK. Oh. Um, Yeah. And also they have different names for every country. I think he's he's called like different names everywhere. But um, I can't believe there's a Where's Wally, Where's Waldo iOS game?
3: Yeah, there there was one. And, And there's still one, I think. I'm not sure
0: that is and yes, that is absolutely now i don't know much about game dev but surely that's just printing money because oh, yeah. all, you, all you have to do is make a high res picture of the of the pages then code in where wally is or waldo whatever and then code in what happens when the player interacts with <laughs> the incorrect and correct place you're printing money surely the
3: game was even better than that i think we, we had challenges you had a timer uh, you had to be really right. fast and find th- and we would randomize stuff you know which you you could you couldn't do in the book you know you open the book you know where where waldo or wally is and and that's it you know it forever or unless you know you, you- Drunk or something, you forget. Sure,
1: <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but where, where's Waldo drinking game? That's that's a good. <laughs> never thought about that. I mean, those books kind of inherently lose
3: their value as you play them, you know, <laughs> and that's why they are, they often end up in the bargain bin somewhere. But um, so yeah, and, and it and it. it this whole segue is that it was like the last year people were selling game on iOS and Android. You know those Where Waldo games, those were Wally games. Yeah, was the last year that we were selling games. Anyhow, to answer your question about, uh, sorry, uh, which was where are you know what's the plan? We know those games are shite, so why are <laughs> we, uh, why are we shoveling them away? Well. The thing is, is that it helps build relationship. We had money up front from making those games, from what sure. I remember. And I was way less involved in the business side of things back then. I was mostly involved in to make sure we can ship those games properly uh, because it was it would cost us a lot of money if Nintendo would refuse a game the first try. Because the, the first time, the way it works is that you, you submit a Goal Master candidate, you know? Uh-huh. And the Goal Master is what's going to be copied on all those other discs you send that to Nintendo. Nintendo stamps it, it's like, "Yeah, it's good. You yeah, guys can, you know, print it." But if you fail that process and you try it again, depending on the size of your company and how much equipment you lend from Nintendo and a bunch of other factors, it might cost you like up to you know uh fifty thousand dollars
2: wow. per try
3: per times you're shipping. For a huge studio, it's even more. I think I've, I've heard of like you know quarter million dollars so, so that's that, so that's,
0: ju- that's just to get it stamped of approval quarter of a million dollars just for it to be on the console
3: wait first time is free if you oh, first time it free up. up oh if you fuck it up then right. you have to pay that, that amount of money and, and it was depending on the size of the company i think and a bunch of money. but h- how
0: often do AAA's screw that process up
3: uh ea games oh thinking, god I, I worked on uh, at EA. One of the blast project I worked at EA as a contractor was Spore Heroes.
0: What? Yeah. Spore Heroes.
3: Spore Heroes. You should guys go see that. It's massive. so
0: it's a mobile game.
3: No, it, it it was back in the day when we used to make. Uh, it was a Wii game. I think Spore. Eros.
0: <laughs> okay, okay.
3: Because i, I like... still have a plaque somewhere for like you know we got it first try. Oh, okay. You know? And when and when you had it first try, like EA would give you a nice plaque for. Like, Manage to ship it first try without, you know, costing company or money.
0: So, so am I right in saying that EA doesn't get it right?
3: uh the, it it really depends on the team because the thing is that okay. you have this thing called compliance so nintendo sends you a document and there's a bunch of rules in the document like for instance how the game should behave how you know for instance uh on, on the nintendo ds back then you couldn't force the user to do certain kind of maneuvers with with the stylus that could break the screen or you know like tap loudly or loudly or something like that okay
0: yeah fair enough reasonable
3: reasonable uh, other other things are a bit more obtuse. It was like more like about like, you know, making sure like, loading screens are a big thing. You should never be in a loading screen and feel like the game is, is, is frozen. You know, there should be always a small animation, but sometimes that animation stutters a bit when you are at the start of the end of the loading screen. So that can tell sure. you. Uh, languages so you know uh, they, they, they're gonna have like uh, localization testers on their side to make sure that you know you're, you're not writing uh in french and like uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> or, or, or like you know in japanese and and that's a that's a big side of the business too you know the whole trend sure so anyway nintendo uh um you know it was a pdf back then and it had like maybe a 100 pages of like you know certification approval processes and, and rules. And, and for the Wii, for instance, think about every time you play a Wii game and they show you how to hold the remote and, and the screen that boots that tells you to not throw your remote through your TV and strap it to your wrist and, and not destroy, you know, don't kill your cat by playing Zelda or whatever. Right. So, all these screens, there, there are rules for that. And if you fail one of these things, it costs you $50,000 or maybe a quarter million dollars, depending on the side of your business. So, you know, really important to get it right in the first
0: <sighs> wow. Wow. That is, that's big money.
3: Yes. Uh, so big companies like EA, they, they have a pre-compliance department. They, they, they basically have this whole squad of people that make sure that you can ship your game properly without breaking it because they're gonna get fined a <laughs> quarter million dollars and if they fail a few times you know it can cost a few millions to just get the damn disc printed right so what is so it's the it's the console
0: so let me get the right it's it's the console companies themselves who are making the developers go through these hoops and does that mean if the game fails in compliance, then the company then says So the developers then go, well, we need to make up the the money somehow.
3: Uh, usually, what happens is that we very often it, it's budgeted. It is a budget that that, that says that you know if, if we fail somehow, we 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 will find the money for sure. Smaller developers right. are hit harder for that from that, you know. Sure, sure. Uh, and and it does eat up your profit margin, which are you know not that great on like you know the prices right. There. So, uh,
0: it, uh, uh, so the game, the gaming community points the finger at developers and says, "Your guy, you guys are getting greedy with with the loot boxes." But is it more of a case of the developers going, "Well, we have to make up our loss of, of profit margins because of compliance." So it's actually it's actually the console. No, no. Fault. In the grand so scheme of things,
3: like it, it's so minor that you know, no, no. Uh, we're gonna get to the loot boxes soon because they're, they're so much more lucrative. They're so much more lucrative. Okay, like okay. Yep. By by an order of magnitude that you might not phantom yet.
0: Okay. well this is why we invited you on we want to hear the juicy stuff so
3: did i answer properly about once again the thing about when you wanted to ask about uh you know why are we doing bad games the fact yeah is, it's is money that money contracts and then you know usually smaller teams right that's it simple as so that. it's, it's
0: and, like and a, it's, it's like cutting your teeth you know you you start on the small game you get some money then you then the ball starts rolling you go we
3: worked on this yeah and, and, yeah, and sometimes you get the right license like where's Waldo and you make two great games with them they sell a lot and then you sell them and then once you sell them you don't get any more money because you know you sold them so if, if, if you went on the app store circa 2010 11, I don't know a mess and, and, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and you buy you know where's Waldo and, and yeah. it's, it's linked to your, your account and then ah oh, yeah and then you can just buy an iPad and then you still have the game yeah you're not paying twice,
0: no. Dallas. Didn't, did you have an iPhone back in 2010?
1: No, I never had at uh, any Apple. Products. You never had? Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. None of them. The, yeah. the App Store back. I've in, been boycotting them. Okay, for no reason. I just <laughs> it just happened that way. The
0: Apple Store back in 2010 was um it had like apps where you could pretend to be drinking a, a beer. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. real a button that would make, like a fart noise. Um,
3: just the t- I am rich app the i'm rich app i
0: think yeah uh, thousand dollars i think something yeah that yeah dallas there was this app and it was like a thousand dollars and it just loaded up and it just said i'm rich but it's because you spent a thousand dollars on it that you could rub it into other people that you've spent a thousand dollars on it yeah there was also um a game called there's a game called like gravity gravity brick or something like that where it got banned from apple I think it was a, it was one of the first apps to get like outright banned in the developer band from from submitting anything more but the game was that you would throw your phone into the air and it would rec- it would record the altitude and then people were were, were uh, missing their phone when it came back down to earth and it would smash on the ground and apple was like you're this app is endangering our users so they they, they kicked him off they just got red they kicked him out
3: <laughs> never heard that one <laughs>
0: is that fucked up though?
3: Yeah, yeah, but, uh, you know, it's, it's Apple. They're they're bad people when it comes to dealing with, with apps. And, and we'll get into that in a few seconds.
0: Well, I, I'm, not, I'm not talking about Apple. I'm talking about the guy who decided to make... Well, everyone's bad, but, I mean, I just think it's fucked oh. up. This guy. this guy was just like, I'm going to make a game where everyone breaks their phone. It's like, why would you do
3: that? I'm, I, uh, it's just because on a personal... I'm, I'm very open market when it comes to, like, the app stores. So I think, like, if, if you're doing something bad... Like, the app store is good for content curation, I would say. Not creation, but curation. Making sure that you know there's no you know malicious app or anything. But I feel mm-hmm. sometimes they're they're quite limitative in, in what you can do with the device. And 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 as you might guys have heard with like Fortnite and everything, they're 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 making a lot of profit on the back of of, uh, so what, of the dev. what
0: what happened with Fortnite and Apple?
3: I remember hearing something vaguely about that. Long story short, uh, every time you do an app purchase in any application on your iPhone or Android sure. phone or whatever but goes to uh, Google or, or, or Apple, right? right? So let's say you're buying like, you know, the awesome bucks, you know, like, like, and they often have like this kind of, and, and we to get into that later because it's one of the most nefarious practices, but like they often have this currency in the game, which we call hard cash. Meaning sure. you can only get a very limited amount of, and, and very often you can buy that hard cash through real currency. Right. But every time you do purchase these things, um, you know, like the, the developer of the app, um, I, th- I think Apple takes 30%. So if, if, if you know, you pay a hundred bucks in your game, well, Apple gets 30 bucks and the developer gets 70 bucks, which is still fair. But like, if you calculate on, on the number of transactions, especially when you're in a top spot as a game developer such as the guys that made Fortnite. And I'm not <laughs> saying Fortnite's a good or bad game, that's besides the point. It's, it's more right. of, you know, they're you know, thirty percent of their profit is going into the pockets of somebody who's is a glorified peddler of their game, you know? Like like it's just like we allow your game to run on our OS. Sure. Ergo, you owe us thirty bucks. <laughs> thirty percent of your profit.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean I swear um is it Epic? Epic Games make Fortnite?
3: Uh, uh, yeah, I think it's Epic And
0: I, I'm surprised that Epic tolerated that because Epic owned their own games launcher. So I'm I'm surprised that, I mean, it's money. I mean, at the end of the day. But I wouldn't be surprised if Epic turned around and, and say to Apple next time, like, we're just not going to put it on your store. We're just not going to bother. You know what I mean? Maybe, I don't know. Or maybe money talks louder than grudges in this industry.
3: I think I think basically since August 2020 ish. I think yeah, almost August. Uh they cannot you cannot download the app anymore. So they blocked oh. the app. But if I'm seeing here, you can stream it to play on their phone. Uh you can use the, the Nvidia GeForce Now service. So you can stream the game on your phone, but you can you cannot, you know, uh download it officially from the app. So a, a lot of those companies they try to be smart. They try to be right. smart and like, okay, so you know, you buy skins for your character in our game through, you know, the in-game store, and you buy those this hard cash through our in-game store. What if instead of buying hard cash from on your Apple device, you would do it on your computer? That way, you would, you know, we would keep a hundred percent of the money you owe us, and we can uh-huh. even throw in, we can even throw in sales and bonus and whatever. Because every time you want to change your change your price on the app store for, yeah. for those in app purchases, yeah, you, you cannot do it on the fly. You have to do an update usually, or at the very least do a modification on the service uh, 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 from 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 the app store. So you have to basically. You know, I'm simplifying things here, but sure, basically sure. you have to call Apple and like, guys, I'm making a sale on this pack, which the ID code of this pack is, you know, ABC. Uh, and then, you know, they're going to lower the price. And then on your end, on your, with your back end team, you have to basically make sure that the, the app refresh and like shows the right number and everything. And then you press on a button and then you got, you got a, a window telling you, okay, here here's, you know, you get that many hard bucks, hard cash for that many dollar. And, and you know, it does the whole conversion thing, depending on where you are in the world, because you have to think about that too. Because uh-huh. if, if you buy like a hundred US dollar worth of coin, it's not the same, same as, you know, buying a hundred Canadian dollar worth of coin, et cetera. Right. So, yeah, uh, and and that's pretty much, like, why they got pissed because they, they, they were so big, they basically told Apple, we don't want that 30% anymore. We don't want no. you guys to take that 30%. We, we we want to negotiate this with you guys. And Apple basically laughed at their face and they said, fine, we'll, you know, we'll try to bypass it. And and then they, they, they removed the, 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 they sued Apple. And then Apple, wow. I think, removed, yeah, they lost. And then Apple... Removed the app from the app store in 2020. Damn, Dallas stores none right now. <laughs> Head empty, just a blank,
0: blank mind. Dallas Very plays much. Dallas just absorbing information. Dallas is a pretty big Fortnite fan.
1: This is kind of uh, just of the dances, really. Oh, <laughs> I know pretty much all of them <laughs> <laughs> for real. <laughs> no, no, oh, oh, not that cool. <laughs> I can't. Well, dance. you you, you don't even know. <laughs> not even a fortnight dance we, we all have our little uh, guilty
3: games that you know like meets the old harvest moon on the super nintendo
0: sure sure we all got something i love harvest moon yeah. mine was overwatch that was my what? guilty pleasure and i've got thousands mm-hmm. of hours in that game but really yeah, yeah. You have proof. I don't want to because I'd have to. I'd have to re-download <laughs> BattleNet and. Um,
1: Might um, get back into it.
0: No, it's not that. Uh, I just don't want. I mean, I don't know if Babin would, would knows about this about the story and everything like that. And obviously, I don't particularly want to like face legal action. But as far as I know, I'm going to keep this as fucking vague as I can. But um, listen, I, I know that there's a bunch of AAA game developers out there who aren't particularly nice people. I, I understand that, and Babin probably knows that way better than me. um, Oh yeah.
3: Yeah. You have Um, no idea. Sure. Sure.
0: Sure. (laughs) Um, I like not knowing. I like not knowing. I like like being able to play games in ignorance. But um, in in this one particular moment, um, it it, it came to light that... uh, uh, Blizzard... I don't know if it was Blizzard Activision at the time, but there was a sexual assault incident at Blizzard. And I'm not saying that they're the only company that they're... I'm not saying they're the only game company that's ever happened in. I'm not saying that. but. The stuff I read about that incident was so sickening to me that I was just like, I'm never playing a Blizzard game ever again. And I'm never downloading the client. Don't care if they're partnered with Activision. I'm never playing Overwatch again. And that was enough for me. So um, I don't know if, <laughs> Bavin, please don't tell me this, there's more out there. And uh, I, <laughs> all the okay. developers I like.
3: Well, uh, okay. But that's the thing. I live through those changes in the industry. Okay. And, sure. and it used to be very frat boyish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everywhere and even here in Canada to a certain standard. And a certain big French studio in Montreal, which I will not name, in their early Christmas parties. And and you have you have to remember guys, like when you work in the video game industry, you're 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 clocking 70 hours a week. Most sure. directors on new AAA games are divorced or in the process of being divorced. Yes, they're making a lot of <laughs> money,
2: but like you're you're, you're you're selling
3: your soul, okay? Like that's right. the thing. Like like and and now yeah, we have a new how could I say? I don't want to call it a culture police state. That's a bit of a kill. But we we it's a new we, era. Right? It's a new era of culture and and like sure. you know like things the way they were done are under a lot more scrutiny than they were back then. And now a lot of companies are. You know, like raising their ends, we're like we're we're good people now, and we fire the bad guys, and and we 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 are you know if if you bring a complaint to HR, we're gonna take it seriously. I mean, let's be very transparent here. If you're the HR person taking care of a case, and like this person that does like fifty k a year knocks at your door and says this guy who owns this multi who drives this multi-million dollar franchise that just got divorced because he's putting so much time into his games that he's going batshit insane um, <laughs> is um, you know accused of something and then you you know call the board of directors or whoever like you no know, you you climb up the you escalate the the the, the complain what do you think is going right. to be happening you know what, what do you not, much. Be not much not much not much you know like here here's a bit of money go away go to another you know company and <laughs> and, and, and sign this NDA and and, and tell that you you know don't bring that to the public that that happened a lot more than anything because here's the thing if you work that hard in the video game industry usually the parties people get really drunk okay like like the, the biggest parties I've been in my life I've been sponsored by video game companies and one of those French studio which I will not name. Sure. Um, you know, picture this. You're, so you're 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 going to your um Christmas party and, and there's gonna be maybe two thousand, three thousand people in the heart of downtown Montreal <laughs> and they they rented basically half a building for that party, and you come in and then the food is served by women wearing only paint.
0: Wow. wow. Dallas, we should have a company party like that. Yeah but
1: we are the ones but we are the ones the paint. <laughs> in body pain <laughs> like that read my mind and just be me and you we're, we're the only ones in this company so yeah that's be true me and you sitting in a room i've never been to I, i've never been
3: personally to that one party because at but i have true buddies of mine that, that 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 went there and and the, you know like like the, i remember the parties at Luf- yeah, were like pretty cool they were lavish we we have have a crap ton of booze Uh i mean we had a we had a james bond casino night once as a christmas party and it was like the greatest party i've ever been to it was super cool like 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 they 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 had raffles for like ps4s and um uh, xbox ones and then they just came out back then so oh, yeah, it was kind of crazy. Uh... I mean, that's 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 not. I mean,
0: sh- I've heard stories about big tech. I've heard stories about big tech companies just throwing money at. Uh, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I've heard of of, of big tech companies. And but when I say big tech, I mean company. I think, I don't want to name names, but you know, people who make computers or people who make devices or people who make games, and it's this very strange light lifestyle where you you work very hard on a game or a project or a product and because you're working so hard you party that hard would that be correct in in saying
3: not all tech that company that that'd be sure. maybe, maybe more in the you know american it, side of things it'd be like sure. that i would say the montreal video game companies are kind of very special because most of the staff is young
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: most of the staff is really young they're very passionate I left the industry a while back. It was like six years ago. I left the the video industry. I stopped. I stopped. You know, I I was one of those guys who was doing 50 hours a week, and and like you know, and if I messed up a, a coma somewhere in, in, in the way I was working, I could cost the company a lot of money, so it was really stressful. Ah. And, and you know, very often we didn't have the right resource and tools to make you know the big things we're making happening happen, and, and and that brings me back to Jurassic World. You know, it's it's uh, it was a huge project, it was the big money maker for the longest time at Ludia, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure I'm I'm a uh you know uh, clear to to disclose the money we're doing but like let me just say that you know it it, it's once again an order of magnitude higher from 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 uh releasing a physical copy of any game that you might think of okay Like, like, like 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 if we're talking about like going from you know maybe a few hundred thousand dollars of profit you know, millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars of profit in, in, in the spawn of a weekend. You know, I, I do remember we were getting, and we'll get more into details of how we, the dubious practices that we were using to monetize yeah, this, some of this, these games. Yeah, let's
0: this, this, this go into that because I think some people really want to okay. reach that juicy okay. stuff. Welcome, welcome, welcome. come to the middle section of a podcast for strangers. If you're in the middle of working out uh, or driving or something, take a break. This is your. This is your. This is your sign. This is a sign to stop. You know. This is. This is the moment.
2: Unless you're driving.
0: If you're driving, take your hands off the wheel, your feet off the nope. pedals, and just let the, let the vehicle do what it wants.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's your time <laughs> to relax. We're taking the wheel. Yeah, we <laughs> Let Jake take the wheel. I can drive. Yeah, I'm not American. Yeah, not, if, not when you're on the left hand of the car.
0: All right. Yeah. And also you drive automatics and I drive manuals, so...
1: I drive
2: manual too. Yeah. Oh man,
0: everyone's an expert all of a sudden, huh?
1: We call them standards. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I so yeah, because we standardly drive them.
2: Yeah, standard we stand. This is a good podcast. Okay,
1: (laughs) so
0: every time we have an episode in the middle, we have a little little section where we chat and we talk about something. And in previous episodes, we talked about crisps. Uh, We've talked about purchasing habits, and this week I want to talk about everyone else. So Dallas, Chris, what is the dumbest thing that people today believe, in your opinion?
1: Oh shit! I hate old wives' tales that are like obviously wrong.
0: Uh huh. Like what?
1: Like they just they just break all things we know about biology. and yeah, like <laughs> like the the people who like fucking sleep with onions in in their socks. You ever hear about this? No. Have you heard about this one? How did? What does that solve? <laughs> what does that solve? It's when you're sick, you put onion like you cut an onion and you put it on your feet while mm. you sleep, mm-hmm. and it's, it sucks out all the bad shit from your feet. That might be true. I mean, yeah. I guess. Have you tried
2: it?
0: Yeah. What's your data? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Have you done just, your own research? Yeah. Have you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> some kind of ploy to like, gaslight me and put onions on my feet
0: <laughs> it's not so fun when two people are against you now is it
1: <laughs> I mean it did make me want to uh, at least google it <laughs> yeah well what have you got
2: to lose is what I'm saying you know yeah that's your own research just google yeah. it you can probably find somebody that agrees with him yeah that is the danger of the internet like, you,
0: you could hold the belief that you'd be like, yeah, yeah, I eat my own poop. I eat my own poop. I think it's good. And there would be somebody on the internet who's like, yeah, I love doing that. Yeah, it's you good know? for your colon.
1: Yeah. You think poop tastes like poop
0: or something We're else. not getting into the fucking taste of poop. We are not doing that. We are better than that. This podcast is better than that.
1: I'm just saying. Like, I don't. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: that's a. I mean, that's a good thought experiment, honestly.
0: Chris, what's the dumbest thing that other people believe in?
2: Um. Well, if you know anything about me, I'm I'm really big into watching people talk about flat Earth because it just to no ends it makes me want to know more about why they think the flat Earth is a real thing. Right. There's so many things, and and like uh, one person will disprove something, and then as a community, like uh, as a giant amoeba, will change to. Uh, say okay, yeah, that one was wrong, but for this reason, that's why it happens, and it's as ridiculous as the first reason. It's mm. it's a crazy thing
1: to watch. I'm in some uh, flat flat Earth Facebook groups, and I'm like hundred percent convinced that half of them are like people like me just tuning in to watch stupid people say shit, mm-hmm. and the other half, the stupid people, are just trolling people like me. Yeah, yeah, like saying stupid shit because it's, it's it's just baiting. Like all of it's baiting, at least on that Facebook group. It's yeah. funny. It is funny. Yeah. There,
2: there's a there's like a very small community now uh, that are very hard into flat Earth and. I don't believe they believe it's it's a thing, but they must be getting some kind of monetary value because there are people in my family that uh, believe in stuff like that without like not
1: baiting. So who are they? Name them. Okay. Yeah. Their name. First
2: of all, it's my sister. Her name. No, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's uh, she's the star, the sun gazer, right? Yes, actually. <laughs> How oh my do you god. remember that.
0: No. no way. I thought you were
1: doing a fucking bit.
0: Your sister actually stares at the fucking sun.
1: Oh it just it, it I think you mentioned it on an episode before, Jake, and that was really? the first time I ever heard about sun gazing. Yeah, but I And, then, I, and then I, like very recently Chris told me that his sister sun gazed. So oh, you know what? Me. I think you're right. I think
2: the reason I brought it up is because I listened to that episode of Podcast with Strangers and I said my sister is a sun gazer. She'll take her shoes off and have her feet in the fit feet in the dirt while she looked up at the sun. I don't think she does it anymore, but at one point she did.
1: She's not like one of those uh what do they call hole you know, where they they stick their the Johnson their, their, Yeah, their holes and their stuff up at the sun. Just you know, I, some of that. I never energy.
2: I never asked her.
1: I didn't know if she just told you.
2: <laughs> no, no. No, I, I, uh, no. <laughs> she is one that'll bring up all the time that gravity is just a theory because you know that is how it works.
0: Yeah, that's true. All right, well, let's carry on with this episode. And wait, 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 wait. What's, oh. your,
1: what's your thought? You oh, didn't tell us
0: yours. Oh, yeah, it's true. Well, my thing is probably people who say that their eyes change color.
1: Oh, that's true. Oh,
0: yeah, but though. my eyes do change color.
1: Shut up.
2: Shut I have up. hazel eyes, and sometimes Shut they're brown, up. depending on what I'm wearing. I hate that so much.
0: When people are like, yeah, when I get angry, my eyes go from green to blue. Shut oh. up. Shut up. That does not happen. It's like a th- human mood ring. Right, exactly.
1: They probably exactly. stare into the sun God. too much. It's just the light around you.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if I wear like a different color shirt, my eyes will reflect that light. I'm not saying you're a fucking liar. Yeah, you're a fucking liar. No, I don't I'm believe not, you. I'm not a liar, Dallas. We're I on don't a podcast. Fucking believe you, Dallas. Be professional. We talked about this. <laughs> I will. I will
1: hurt you. Okay.
2: You know where I live. I know where you live. I'll still hurt you. I don't care. I'm
1: glad I'm an um, ocean away. Well, Dallas <laughs> is like a state away, two states away. <laughs> yeah, we live on the same road. Huh. No, we don't. Ah, we live close. We live close to the same road. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interstate. And it goes through a bunch of states. All right, let's
0: stop doxing ourselves. Let's stop let's stop doxing ourselves. Let's move yeah, on. I, this, I currently this. live in. No, no. We're going to listen to Babin now. Thank you. Enough. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to keep listening. Thank you. Let's move on.
3: Okay. So remember, I was talking about how, you know, where's Waldo? Pay nine bucks. You got it forever, right? Yes, and then it's, it's a transaction yeah. that we will never get back you know think uh, for the for the people a bit younger uh, older uh, uh, well even younger uh, think about Diablo 2 right you know you buy Diablo 2 you buy the expansion pack and there you go you get you know extra stuff but that business model is limited in the sense that you know you cannot get repeat customer you know once you buy the game and the expansion and then come subscription games so you got world of warcraft you got all the MMOs, and you and remember there was a, a moment in time there was a craze of having the wow killer right because having recurring revenue as a business is fucking awesome okay there's a reason netflix right. is, is is that big there's a reason why amazon prime is that useful there's a reason why every business model nowadays is like recurring fee i mean hell you guys are on patreon right recurring fees <laughs> you know that that is you know hell yeah Like, like, like we,
0: we might <laughs> i hope you are
3: <laughs> and, and, and 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 here's the thing and, and it's normal it's it's a good business model like you'd rather you know have a few dollars every month and make sure you get those few dollars every month every business i've been working with is trying to get to that model if you buy the adobe products you know like i, I still remember oh, a time where, where you could buy you know you can buy photoshop and you had yeah. it you had photoshop forever yeah. and ever
0: man um, we could talk about how i mean do you say adobe or adobe i don't know how you say it but i think it's
3: adobe what
0: adobe has done to the creative community with photoshop is unforgivable i think that is i sorry we uh, this is a this is a podcast about you obviously but um i just want to let everybody know it's such a slap in the face
3: okay so come christmas uh i think it was the year we released uh where's waldo in hollywood so end of 2011, maybe 2012. The memory's getting fuzzy, I'm getting old. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. um, anyhow, so I, I, I strictly remember, you know, it was early December and early December is the last time you can update your apps on the i uh, on the Apple Store and, and the Google Play Store. And EA started selling their games. You know, they, they used to have like those need for speed games and like, you know, uh, for, for, for iPhone and, and, and Android. And, and they started selling all of these games. You sell them like maybe $15, $20, and then all of a sudden, boom, 99 cents. Every game, 99 cents. They just started selling out these games because that business model died overnight, okay? And I, I, I distinctly remember a few success story back then that, that, that transformed the whole industry really quickly the whole freemium model you know you download the app it's free you can play it you know like fortnite and then we're gonna put you into loops to make sure that we get recurring revenue out of you
0: mm. yeah
3: the thing is is that um there was a game back then i think it was the smurfs you guys know the smurfs my Rob god
0: them. yes the 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 blue belgian uh forest creatures yes uh, exactly
3: know. so uh you had um I, w- I wish I could find the article, but back then you basically had those first articles of like, my kid just spent $2,000 on my iPhone. And, you know, yeah. I don't know how that happened somehow. And, and I, I do remember that the Smurf was one of those first village type games. So you could, you know, place buildings and then you could, like, you know, buy uh things that would accelerate the time in which your building would be built etc so you would speed up the game and like kids being dumb as they are they would spend all your money from your credit cards on these games and and really these models were inadvertently predatory towards kids at first and then they became full-fledged predatory towards kids and and adults too i've got stories about adults too i've got horror stories about adults. Too.
0: Before, before we get into before we get into that how do you feel about those practices?
3: Uh it was bound to happen. Okay. It, it was no, no, inevitable. No, no. Okay. Oh, no, personally. No, no. no, yeah. How do you, no, how do you feel personally no, no. about them? I hate them. Okay, there we go. I mean, we had we went from being this those small teams of ten people working our asses off, building you know, games with basically, you know, the bottom of the barrel of technology. I mean, uh, if you ever guys play like Luffy, uh, Ludia games, sorry, on, on the um, on the Wii, you're going to notice some things that all the character models are the same.
0: Interesting. So okay.
3: Every character models are, are permutations of, of the same basic treaty models because we didn't have resources to build a crap ton of these. We, we had to be... Inventive, uh, um, for the Prices Right decades. I personally went through, I would say, six hundred hours of footage of old Prices Right game. Wow! And tried, and tried to find really cool moments to put as add-in videos in the game. You I mean, must be so I mean,
0: good at that game now. After six hundred hours, you must be a pro.
3: I am banned from playing any Fremantle game on TV forever. What? I cannot go on the prices right what? or any of the presentations. Any <laughs> close family member of me cannot go on the prices right. Why? Because I know the. World. Uh, okay, so there's this website. It's called. Uh, Dude, you should have opened, <laughs> opened with this. You should have opened with this. You should have opened my. my <laughs> every employee, every employee. Okay. Yeah. from 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 ludia that got uh, i think they got bought again by new company but that that got bought back then and that worked yeah. in those games is banned forever of playing uh uh any prices right or wants to be a millionaire of, uh, oh of my games. god think about it i've been testing the official question of these games for over maybe thousands of hours
0: okay yeah but that's not to say that they're going to use the same questions You you could potentially argue
3: no, no, but I, I I know the rules so well. So, uh, like, maybe not the price is right. Uh, maybe sure. not the, who wants to be a millionaire, but the price is right. I mean, like, all the fucking games I know that. You know, like, like... Yeah, hey, uh, you know,
1: there's a documentary, The Perfect Bid, where the guy found out that the price is right actually does reuse,
2: oh, prices.
1: Oh, wow. Yes. And he figured out the formula and just, you know, kind of obsessed over it and went on there and won, like, twice.
0: Well, I, I mean, just to, to deviate even more, um... I have a friend of mine who's a he's been a, a coder for 30 years so he was there in the 80s when they first started like doing electronics and stuff like that and he knew somebody you knew a friend of a friend who worked on the uh video poker machines in, in vegas hey. like the, you know the, the software for that and figured out loopholes within that software um and got very rich and then turned over the loopholes to uh, to the
3: casinos and said, "I just made
0: a shitload of money. You might want to patch this."
3: If you design a system, most of the time you can put a backdoor, especially back then. <laughs> right, back in the
0: wild west of, of dev.
3: Even today. Oh <laughs> I can yeah. Tell you, so your design you, you, is not a security thing.
0: <laughs> are you? So you started getting into into game dev in 2008. So you were in the 21st century. Do you? Do you um, have uh, feelings, I don't know how you'd even describe it, but are you jealous of people who worked back in the PS1 era, you know, back when Crash Bandicoot, Abe's Odyssey, uh, Tekken perhaps, you know, back in the early days when they had to really cut corners with with memory storage and processing speeds and stuff like that, or not really, not at all.
3: I would say that I kind of wish, to a certain degree, that I had the chance to work on like Super Famicom games, Super Nintendo games. Wow, that's way back. Because I have such a nostalgia for them, but at the same time, like they were hell to work with. Like, like think about it. Like now, now they like I could take both of you guys and like show show you to use like you know, uh, me software and and build your first game in within hours. You know. Right and, and 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 you know creativity is your limit nowadays and your time I guess but you know like I still remember uh, a guy a good friend of mine who still works in the industry uh, was uh, working on a card game right like uh, back back then Archstone was all the rage uh-huh. and like we wanted to make our own card game and and the guy made a paper model of of the card game wow. and 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 we played the shit out of that game (laughs) to figure out what was fun and everything and it was based on the i think the uh the underworld license
0: oh neat um there's a really good video on youtube of um of the developer of crash bandicoot talking about how he wanted to make the game a certain way but to do so he had to they had to hack the hardware of the playstation one and i don't know if you agree with this but like I think art is great. Art creation, creativity is great when we are when we have something restricted in some way. So you have to do you you have an obstacle. Entire freedom is fine. Entire creativity is okay. But when you have, okay, this is my medium. How can I make this? How can I do this medium in a different way? How can I? How can I interpret? How can the viewer or the player? Interpret this in a different way, and I, I don't know. May, do you feel the same way that sometimes restrictive stuff helps us be the most explore, uh, explorative, you know, the most creative way? Would you agree with that?
3: It, it's a wall of death mm-hmm. in a way that it's going to kill the weaker creative ideas for sure, right? And and but also it might kill really it might kill really good ideas that never really had a chance to, to pick up. You know, mm. some 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 modern games, I think, are. Pure genius, but could you know the the question I tell myself, especially when it comes to game and not art. Like I'm, I'm, I'm by no means an expert in art, but for video games, like take Resident Evil 2 circa PS1, right? right. And take and take the modern remake, you you could downgrade the graphics of the modern remake and and put it back to fixed camera angles and the puzzles still work, you know? The the mechanics, the the way the game flows is that the sets of rules are really, really interesting. Right, The way you can use planks to board a window and then you have to manage your ammo counter and then you have to manage your healing items and then you have to manage the way you use defensive items right it's really like it's just a big rubik's cube in the form of a video game Mm -hmm. and 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 the rules are not explicit but you learn them as you play them and and for that for me it it, it's the whole magic of a game i don't really care much about technology and i would say that yeah Crash Bandicoot was an awesome game from back in the day, and 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 mechanically made sense, and it was really a wonder of technology. But was it really fun?
0: It wasn't. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah. Some people might be. Some people might be really, really shocked at that. But they they did a remake, um, a few years ago. And i bought it and i was like i can't believe i played this game as a, as a kid i cannot believe i enjoyed this game
3: I, and i agree it's a technical like I, I saw the video you're talking about right and and, and, and i agree it's a technical marvel sure it's a, it, it's 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 incredible however i would say that at the end of the day it, it, is that technical marvel serving a greater cause which is you know the the, the design loop that's going to produce dopamine yeah. in your brain and makes you happy so <laughs> another thing
0: which is really interesting about games in the olden days is that um we we might remember them in a certain way and we might remember the graphics being better than they were because our, our imagination or maybe our standards were lower back then because we don't we didn't have next gen you know what i'm trying to say like if you grew up on PS2, and all you knew is PS2, then PS2 is the best you know.
3: No, but uh, I, I agree, like, like, there's, there's always a lens of nostalgia, and I think that's why there's yeah. pixel art games. Like, you know, Jon's team, and there's a million Metroidvanias, yes. <laughs> which use pixel art. And they're like, you know, we're using retro graphics, and it's pixel art. It's like, it was never really about the pixel art, guys. No. You know? Like, like uh, it, it was about those pleasant gameplay loops, and, 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 and these uh, really great fantasy fantasy experience you could get yeah. I, I'm thinking a lot about, about Final Fantasy 4 IV lately uh, I've been following on YouTube there's a group of people on the things called RPG uh, Final Fantasy 4 free enterprise so basically uh-huh. they, they have this mod of Final Fantasy 4 which you start the game And you get the, you know, usually at the end of Final Fantasy, you get an airship and you can visit the whole world map and you can do side quests and everything. This game's like screwed up. We're going to modify the original game. You get the airship at the start and then you figure it out. And and you have to do make objective all the chests are randomized all the characters are randomized from position it's, it's it's wonderful they took a really old game and it's still you know the whole pixel art and everything and it's, yeah. it, 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 it's still run on the hardware by the way so if you mud your, your rum and you put it on somehow on a cartridge and you play it on your Super Nintendo you can still play it
0: Oh, interesting, and,
3: it, uh, and and it and it works, and it's not new technology. It's really no. old technology, and 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 they took something really old, and, and they remixed it into something great. And and I want to segue into those loops. So when you're talking video games, you're talking about those gameplay loops. And the thing uh-huh. is, is that every time you, as a player, go to one of those loops, your brain's going to produce happy uh, chemicals. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I and 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 I'm, I'm like way a bit into what you wanted to talk about a bit earlier and what the audience might be very curious about which is the malpractices of yeah let's net go purchases.
0: i was I, I was gonna i was gonna sit here and be like did okay. you know i was gonna say something i was gonna be like did you know that the fact that we feel so fondly about old 80s and 90s and, and also ps2 games is because um the the crt monitors back in the day so we're not talking flat screen we're talking glass mm-hmm. ones had a different um Refresh rate and also it it blurred some of the pixels so they looked better but I don't care and also uh, you probably <laughs> you don't care and the audience do not care so let's get back into the juicy stuff which is the malpractice of the AAA developer.
3: Yes, work. Uh, uh, just to, to add to what you said, like I, I, I do care about these and there's a huge community out there of people going crazy with upscalers to to adapt the graphic of their old console to modern TVs. Right, okay. And, 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 they, and these pieces of technologies are really expensive. We're talking about like, you know, a few thousand bucks.
0: Okay, well yeah. shout out to the people out there who care about pixels who uh, <laughs> I
3: made inadvertently offended there, sorry.
1: <laughs>
3: all right so okay the prices. so those loops those loops those gameplay loops okay uh you guys ever played the league of legends
0: unfortunately i have dallas have you no i never stay that way keep it that no. way bud keep it that <laughs> way you're safe for now your soul okay, is untarnished cancel my download real quick good 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 <laughs> okay it's done that's right games they were in controversy as well With the uh, yes workplace.
3: yes they were <laughs> okay so so gameplay loops the way they work is that you know if if I teach you the rules of a game and you execute those rules and you succeed, you're gonna feel happy, right? So if you, if I teach you to I don't know work for a day and then get money at the end of the day, uh, and you're gonna be an happy worker. I mean I'm I'm, I'm I'm exaggerating, but you're
1: what you're I'm fine. saying.
3: <laughs> so in in linear games, those loops are they are form and they teach you every time. So take the famous. Opening level of Mega Man X. The way the game is built is to teach you all the loops the game's gonna give you. You're gonna jump, shoot, slide, and you're gonna be able to climb on the walls by 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 you know like jumping and tapping the jump button on the walls. So so you got all those mechanics and, and every other thing you're gonna do in the game is a permutation of that loop. And every time you're gonna succeed to beat a boss, get new power up get a heart container, whatever, you're going to learn that loop. Same thing for Zelda. You know, you, you got, as soon as you finish one dungeon, you understand the concept of a dungeon, out to go, get chests, get keys, open doors with, and, and chests with keys, okay? And every time you do that loop, once again, happy chemicals are released into your brain and, and, and you feel great about yourself. You're like, I'm a good boy. I, I've killed a bad guy in the end of the dungeon. i got a piece of a dry force and, you know, I'm, I'm on my way for victory. Same thing for World of Warcraft, you know, you go and you play World of Warcraft and then you gain a level and you do quests and you get experience and you get more powerful. And every action in this game is basically spoon feeding you dopamine until it gets harder and harder to get that dopamine. So you have to do raids to get the better equipment, which means that you have to partake in the community and talk with people and, you know, burn out your Friday night. Instead of going to the bar, you're going to just go... Beat some random boss in World of Warcraft to get some gear, you know, and loot, right? So That's the way those loops operate so what if I tell you that I can sabotage that loop and put you in a position where you're gonna be Feeling more inclined to giving me money so that you get your happy brain chemicals. Sounds like a dick, right? Right, but I'm guessing this is where the money comes in Exactly, let's say we're gonna build a game together, okay? We're gonna play uh, any franchise you guys like. Any any franchise you guys like? Uh, let's like, make
0: let's, Overwatch. Let's make Overwatch two.
3: Let's make Overwatch two because and and for some reason it's one of those like uh, old school village game because I know these fairly well from back in the day. So Overwatch two is not a shooter anymore. You're building nope. like a SimCity like city, and you have facilities, <laughs> and you have raids, <laughs> and your factors have levels and star levels. Sure, sure. Because you know, God knows. We're doing like a Clash
0: of Clans sort of thing, I'm guessing.
3: We, we collect the character like in, in Gatchapon type of way, you know? You, you buy a pack and you get random characters. Anyhow. So we build that game. So you're gonna start the game, you're gonna download it. You're gonna put it in your iPad and then you're gonna start. And and at first, we're gonna teach you the loops. So you're gonna be able to place buildings on the map. And 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 within a minute, they're gonna be built, right? Nice. And then we're gonna and and then you know, oh here here's a few first packs. So you're gonna open the shop here, and don't worry, it's free, it's free for now. You're gonna open the pack and then you're gonna packs are free. So you click on on the shop, you open the pack, and then Look at that. You got one of the almost best characters in the game. Yes. Suck at everyone.
0: I got one of the best characters in the game.
3: It's cool. And, and, you know, like, oh, oh, here's a second one. And here's a crazy cool character. Fantastic. Cool. Cool. So this whole charade goes down for maybe, I would say, the first two, three hours of gameplay. And then you're going to hit depending on, on the game your first uh we call it the wall you know it's, it's basically a moment in the game where you will have to put down the game for maybe more than two three hours so you basically did a bunch of quests you're not a bunch of character you got like uh, you know diva i think one of the characters and you know you get some Overwatch characters and, and, and you have to level them up. And then there's a timer and the timer tells you, well, you know, they're going to be, are going to be leveled up in like four hours. So you can wait or you can, you know, click there and accelerate the whole process. And, and look at that. You got uh, awesome energy crystals, the energy crystals that, that's going to help you to do that. You got, you got two of them, Do you want to use them? And, and you know, you're doofus, you don't understand that you have to pay for this energy crystal. And I just like, gave, gave you a bit of crack, right? Mm-hmm. So you're gonna use those two energy crystals and you're gonna finish the timers and then continue your the gameplay loop. And then at some point it's gonna happen again, but this time you won't have any more energy crystal. So you're gonna go hmm. and you're gonna click on the button. And, and it's going to tell you, well, you want to level up those two characters, right? Yeah. You don't have any more energy crystals, but here, hey, man, don't worry, got you covered. So we got this starter pack okay, uh-huh. for new for new players. It's only like uh, $5. $5? It's just five bucks, but you get eight. You know those energy crystals that you yeah. have two of them? I'm going to give you 15 of them.
0: Dallas, give me a credit card.
3: And then, you know what, on on goodness sure I'm going to give you a bunch of other resources, which means fuck all, because all the other resources
1: besides the art cash we don't care about.
0: Okay, Dallas, 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 I need need your credit card,
3: because I need the energy crystals, please. That's
1: cute, you think I have five (laughs) dollars.
3: And then the whole game is built mathematically to escalate that concept. Okay. The whole game. Every new feature, every update is based on milking that loop. And here's the thing, like to unlock all these things that you will have to pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars to get within yeah. maybe a few days to get the whole content of the game. Well, not usually here's the thing. You pay a few thousand dollars and you don't add the whole content in the game because it's 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 a money sink. It's yes. impossible to get everything. yes there's no end to those games there's no win there's no win state there's no okay i've unlocked everything no like unless you you somehow act the game to get everything you 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 will never see the end screen of any of those games Hmm. there's no win condition
0: yeah
3: it's not like super mario at the end of super mario you you know it's like you beat Bowser, you get a princess cool it's done you you did every level you can do it again if you want i guess
0: so um, are you aware of a of a Ubisoft game called uh, Rainbow Six Siege? Yeah, I knew yeah. some people working on that. So I, I play Rainbow Six every now and again, and I was a big I was a big fan of it uh, during the during the pandemic and the lockdown because hey, there's nothing else to do. Um, and what's interesting about that game is that when they come out with a new character, um, you can't play. So it's basically sorry. Let me backtrack. In Rainbow Six Siege, is a first person shooter. It's a military style sort of game. One one group of people is attacking, one group of people is defending. Um, I'm sure you know it, Babin. I'm just saying for the for the listeners. Um, and um, in the game, you play as operators, and it's just a fancy word for heroes. And every single hero has a different gadget, ability, some sort of power. Um, and Ubisoft keep the money train going by coming out with new heroes fairly uh, fairly regularly, every three months or so, every four months perhaps. Um. And when these new heroes come out, normal people, I say normal, but like the average person can't play them unless you pay money to play that character. But everyone's talking about it. So you want to play it. Um, So so that's the same sort of thing you're talking about, Bevan, with the whole like, we're going to pay all this bit of content.
3: Exactly. And often in games like that, which the model you describe is a bit more closer to... To League of Legends and a bit more sure. at, at teenager young adults, mm-hmm. usually that model is the new character is going to be a bit stronger and unbalanced. Right. Or he's going to have an edge. Yeah. And often that edge is, is not really there. It's just because he's new and people are not used to play against him. Yeah. Yep. And, and uh, you know, League of Legends had that. Well, they have that. That's to say, their whole business model. So they have new characters and then, you know, they have skins. Yeah. And they hope that you fall in love with one character and you want to buy all the skins.
0: So what I found interesting about Rainbow Six is that every time you play a game, you get uh, it's about 200 credits, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe like 150 or something like that. And a new character, a new hero, you can buy the new hero with those in-game credits. It'll cost you about 20000 Jesus, I better get banned from Uplay for talking about this stuff, but yeah, still, still, I mean... um, (laughs) So you get about 150 to 200 yellow, these little yellow credits, and it costs 20,000 or maybe 25,000 to buy this new hero. And it, I never buy a new hero, but it takes me a good like week, maybe two weeks to save up enough. And the new hero, if you bought it, if you bought it with real life money, it would only cost you about seven quid, maybe five, seven pounds, you know? Mm-hmm. And I thought so. Ubisoft values my time as five pounds or seven pounds. The, is is that a correct equation? That that the time I put in and their value, monetary value that they've put on this new character, is the same. They think that's how much my time is worth. Is that an, is that an, a correct is that a correct way to approach that?
3: Yeah, I know. Okay, so the way it really works. When when you see that when you see that pop up for your new character, right? There's a bunch of buttons and stuff you can click to go and see the stats and everything. And you know, you linger on the screen. You might even put your computer mouse. Uh, it's a PC game, right? Or
0: yeah, game. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's PC.
3: So you, you you're gonna your your mouse is gonna hover the buy button, maybe, and and you're gonna click on it and see the price, and then you know, ah, nah, not worth the seven quid, right? And then to right. leave. All that stuff is tracked oh all that stuff is tracked it it's it's we we have a bunch of tools that measure those metrics okay and and i'm gonna tell you a little secret that's gonna it's gonna sound really sad for a lot of gamer here Uh if you play hardcore games and triple a games and whatever you're, you're not the money maker anymore okay like like the big money in games right now it is not those those games are a too expensive to make b too expensive to maintain and see, you don't do as much money on these games that you would do on games on the app store, okay? Like, like if you want to make crazy amount of money, you build a cheap game, a cheap game on the app store with a lot of in-app purchases. You're gonna make more money than most of these games. It's really hard. It's a very competitive market, okay? And there's a bunch of tools to go up there. But once your game is popular enough, there's gonna be a team that's gonna try to monetize that game, okay? They're gonna try to make as much money as possible. And, and, and that seven quid that, that you're being offered, yeah, it's calculated. They, they did tests, they're doing things called A-B testing. So some user might see even more money. Uh, they, they probably add focus groups to figure out, you know, uh, is it really worth that much money? Uh, is it, it, you know, is it too aggressive? It, is it too low? So, so they're trying to find a sweet spot and, and, and they're gathering God. data for that you know your user profile in somewhere in their database and they they know how much you spend in the game and and you're probably for, <laughs> for, for the record 0 for the record
0: for anyone wondering and i don't know if i'm going to get banned from Uplay again for saying i haven't facilitated their company but i've never bought an operator from them just
3: saying never never directly from them uh, and and the app skins right which you can probably They buy.
0: do yeah they do that's right
3: But here's the thing is that once you start purchasing those things... The loop the train it's leaving right you're gonna keep Mm -hmm. purchasing those things so they they have a bunch of tools to track these things and and all the player base are divided into different categories of 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 of, uh potential purchaser let's just put it that way okay Uh uh and and from back in the day the tools for that were kind of basic i'll be honest with you they 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 were good but basic now i cannot even phantom how hard and crazy those tools are, are being used, okay? Well, we it, had to
0: get we we had a guest. I'm sorry to cut you off there, but we had a, yeah. we had a guest on last season, who said that um, the intel that Facebook, I mean Facebook, well, sorry, Meta, because Meta mm-hmm. are trying to get into the game, not really game, but the Meta the, the VR realm, I guess. So it's it's yeah, yeah. vaguely similar. Um, he said, I believe, I mean, Dias, will have to dig out the quote. But I believe he said that some big tech companies out there have. Comparatively, the same, if not more, data on individual people than intelligence services belonging to national, uh, belonging to countries. So we're talking FBI, CIA, MI six, MI five. Um, they have more data okay. on people, which is I'm, I'm
3: insane. A, they they have, and, and even more than you think. And and the if merä Meta as uh, uh, I think they got fined for that in, the, in Europe, but. They have shadow profiles so let's say for some obscure reason you're, you're a smart boy and you don't want your data <laughs> you don't want your data on meta right you don't have a meta sure. profile sure. Well, still, you still have friends and family on that thing and they're gonna create a shadow profile of you yeah uh that's gonna you know kind of fake track what you might be uh if your mom takes a picture with you and posts it on facebook and they're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna you know be like who's that boy you know like it's not I don't know how su- much sophisticated it is now. Yeah, I've, I've been out of the game for for a while. But what I can say is, back when I was working at this other game company, we we had slot machine games. Uh huh. and 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 let me state this: you would not win money with those games. Like you you would play for fake money, and levels, and you would unlock stuff in the game, but never, ever, ever, ever. Would you win one penny? So even if you bought money in the game, it was just monopoly money. Okay? Right. Okay. And and this is real. Somebody somewhere in near an in oil field in Arkansas. That's how precise. Yeah. Because he, back then the data was even more precise because there was less rules, I would say. Uh-huh. So we know that this person working in an oil field in Arkansas, and and this is confirmed purchases, meaning that the person was not using a tool to act, the person uh-huh. was not using any exploit to get more coin and everything. Spent a uh-huh. hundred sixty thousand US dollar what buying the fuck? buying <laughs> fake money for a fucking slot machine game.
0: Oh my god! We gotta get him on the podcast, us
1: we gotta find this
3: guy back then back then we had the facebook id of that guy oh fuck we had his ip address oh my god i'm pretty sure we even had the mac address of his iphone
0: oh my god dude imagine if you started like making um just uh, sending him like subliminal messages through the app Obviously, you wouldn't. Obviously, that'd be completely unethical, but very we, funny. We don't <laughs> really even need funny. to do that. We don't <laughs>
3: even need to do that. Think about it. We The loop for this guy was, I play... You know, the, here's the thing, like, like, the more sophisticated of a player you are, the uh-huh. harder it is to get you into those loops, right? Sure. So... and... how could I say? Uh, so this guy was not a sophisticated player. He was playing... And and he was winning and he was unlocking new slot machines, and he found that fun. So you know, when Jesus. once he didn't have any more cash, he would just buy the highest package for the most coins and would go. Oh. And this guy, statistically, this guy was close to. You know, I told you those games don't don't have any end because we're pushing uh-huh. content. This guy was always up to date to the latest content.
1: Oh. oh, he's your biggest fan. That's yeah. kind of.
3: Oh my god, Babin. We we had to quadruple check the data to make sure it wasn't like a test account or somebody was oh. hacking. We had to contact Apple because all that money that is spent, thirty percent went to Apple, right? And they got right, in their hands too. Yeah.
0: Holy <laughs> um, shit! God, hell is, hell is empty, man. The, the demons are here. That's all I'm saying. Holy
3: shit! I mean, I mean. That's a weird thing for me. We went from building those really shitty games. Uh-huh. I'm sorry to call them shitty game for the people I work with, because we did put a lot of effort into them. Yeah, we did put a lot of effort into them. We are small teams. We we're working really hard to make these things happen. Yeah, we went from doing that to having a shit ton of cash shove up our ass and like guys pump out microtransaction as much as you can with any and all franchise you got so um you know back then i kind of switched role i was more working in the insurance quality domain of things and Mm -hmm. more into the development way of things and then i switched role to be more like a I would say an associate producer for some obscure reason. The video game industry is more akin to the film industry than the IT industry. Like, like like if you work on Photoshop, like you're not an associate producer of, of Photoshop. There's no producer of Photoshop. There's no lead artist designer of Photoshop. There's, you know, there might be a lead, you know, UI designer or something like that. But the video game industry is kind of weird like that. Like, all their structure and the way they operate is really based, weirdly, on the film industry, on the music industry, which is Detrone, by the way. Like, the music industry and the film industry do almost less money than the video game industry now. Oh, wow. Damn. Yeah. That was a stat from, like, five years ago. Might have changed. Might have changed. Like, I think, like, the video game industry just alone, like, it's, it's, it's clearly lucrative. bigger than it's, it's bigger than the TV industry and the music industry combined, I think, right now. Fuck. Well, Babin, we
0: have we have reached one hour and twenty right. minutes of content. <laughs> this is so. When, when we first started this podcast, we were having guests on for ten to fifteen minutes, maybe even twenty. And this season, <laughs> this season, we're going all out. This season, we're going we're we're, we're doing more. Uh, and I think we've gone above and beyond that. But before you, before we uh, say goodbye to you, and, and you've been a fantastic guest. You've been really, really informative. Um, we like to give guests a moment to shout out something that they care about, or perhaps a charity, or perhaps somebody in their life, or just anything that they think the world that our listeners should. I said the world as if the world's listening to us. Um, oh, <laughs> maybe seven billion. Yeah, maybe. When I rule things, everything will be different, don't worry. Um, so, yeah, is there anything, anyone, any cause, any company, any product, anything that you think deserves? Um, our audience's attention. So, this is your time
3: after you. Oh my God. Okay. I- I'm going to sound like a fanboy, but the shout out to Fiddy Scum because, like, that show has been the light of my life for like the past two years or so. I mean, became a dad a few, a, few, a while back. Congrats. And- and, and, and thank you. And, uh, and basically every time I would put my son to sleep in was hell for him. it was too bad. Uh, I would put my earphones in and I would listen to the mad ramblings of like Fetty Scum for hours. And, and, and that got me through it. So thank you guys. That's my shout out. Like, like, I don't know if somebody is watching this podcast and not watching Fitty Scum for some obscure reason, but <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. know. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe somehow, yeah, maybe. Uh, so, but like,
0: Babin, uh, where, where can people? Do, do you want people to find you online, or are you just happy just slinking back into the shadows and? and
3: I don't that's have it? Any, any website. I mean, I got. You can find me at Derek uh, Babin on Facebook, I guess, and uh, you know, I'm on LinkedIn. If you guys are interested. In about me about games but lately i've been working as a consultant for a lot of companies. so okay <laughs> uh shout out to my folks at Zenica montreal so we're a big consulting company we're focused we, we come from all sorts of domains and we help people with their projects
0: cool yeah. hell thank you so much for coming on the on the podcast as well and, and giving us so much information
3: It's a pleasure. I love talking with you guys. And, uh, you know, anytime you guys want to chat about video games, uh, hit me up on the chat.
0: (laughs) All right. Stay safe. Take care. Welcome back to a podcast with strangers. You have reached the end of this episode. I hope you've learned a lot about the cyber world. The ones and zeros that make up everything. Pipes that are known as the Internet. Yeah, all that shit. Chris, did you enjoy that?
1: Did you enjoy that interview?
2: Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, I learned that Dallas likes Where's Waldo.
1: Yes. Yes, he does. Well, you guys don't know this about me, but when I'm not working in my work (laughs) uniform, all I wear is like a Waldo. (laughs) It's my aesthetic. I would call it a Waldo. That's a good name for it.
2: Yeah, Yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Red
1: beanie.
2: You wouldn't call it it Wally for the European listeners?
1: Oh, yeah, I remember that. Did you did we mention that in the podcast or? You did, you did, you did. That's cool.
2: Yes, I'll, I'll I'll let you guys know what you guys did and didn't talk about in the podcast that you guys recorded.
0: Yeah, you you've FOMO, right? That's the right. that's the term FOMO, fear of missing out. Yeah actually do you know what for for our last episode we actually might like put a little pdf exam for you guys to fill out whenever it gets perfect marks you get a prize
1: who us if you want to graduate from stranger school you yeah gotta <laughs> we don't, I don't know if we should call it
2: stranger oh, no. school <laughs> <laughs> yeah well the problem is i haven't listened to the next episode yet <laughs> i haven't edited oh, that down wow it's a treat. Wow, oh, you're going to fail, dude. The next, <laughs> I don't think gonna fail.
1: <laughs> the next
0: episode is with somebody who is famous on the internet, uh, famous in the Discord server, famous, famous in, in multiple places, actually. And for the right reasons. We're not going to talk to a criminal, you know.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> as far as we know. <laughs> it's Jane Maxwell. <laughs> like, no, we haven't. Yeah, it's one of our good friends, Mom.
0: You know who we Mom's should get on? Loves. Do you know who should, we should try to get on? We should try and get, like, the CEO yeah, of... Oh, Epstein. He's dead, so that's, that's not wow. happening. Uh, we should try and get the CEO of Lay's... Or something oh, like
1: Mr. That. Walker himself. Yeah. Mr. Walker himself. We should try and get
2: that. Maybe get the CEO of like Walmart involved. Sam Walton. Uh, yeah. Let's go and interview Sam Walton.
0: Yeah. I'm sure they'd love to improve their brand on this podcast. I don't
2: think the Waltons own Walmart anymore. Okay.
0: Well, dear listener, I hope you tune in next week for the very, very special celebrity guest. And I'm not doing a joke. I'm not doing a meme. They genuinely are a celebrity. So I really hope uh, that you tune in. That wasn't it. That wasn't a, a, a clue. I just, I just wanted to mess with you. <laughs> I just wanted to cheat. I just wanted to. I just wanted to do something. It might backfire. I don't know. Tune in or don't. I don't know. I'm not your dad. I wish I was, but I'm not. All right. Enjoy.
1: Dead set that medium.